Uh, good morning, everybody. My name's Jess. I'm on the staff team here, and I am the service pastor at the 11 a.m. along with Michael. Um, we are going to be looking at the second half of 1 John 4. Um, so Jamie started us off last week, and I will be continuing. So let's read the passage. It's on page 1227 of the Pew Bibles in the New Testament. It's 1 John 4, starting at verse 13. Um, which is two-thirds of the way down on the second column. So, 1 John 4, starting at verse 13. This is how we know that we live in him and he in us. He has given us of his spirit. And we have seen and testify that the Father has sent his Son to be the saviour of the world. If anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the Son of God, God lives in them, and they in God. And so we know and rely on the love God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God, and God in them. This is how love is made complete among us, so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment. In this world, we are like Jesus. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishments. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. We love because he first loved us. Whoever claims to love God yet hates a brother or sister is a liar. For whoever does not love their brother and sister whom they have seen cannot love God whom they have not seen. And he has given us this command, anyone who loves God must also love their brother and sister. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for this passage. And we ask that you would be in my words as I speak, and that you would be in all of our hearts, softening them to hear your word. In Jesus' name, amen. I wonder how many of us here have done any Christmas shopping, or maybe even finished their Christmas shopping. I, I went Christmas shopping yesterday with my mum, and I have now finished my Christmas shopping, which is quite an achievement, because usually I leave it to the last minute. However, I'm really not a great lover of crowds. Yesterday, we decided not to go to Oxford Street because that would be busy, and instead we went to King's Road in Sloane Square, which was just as busy. There were people everywhere, and I am not good with, with crowds. But one thing that I did see was the Clark's Christmas advert on the outside of their shop. And it took me by surprise, and I took a look, and on their window, it said this. Give love from us to you for them. Give love from us to you for them. What does that actually mean? To give love, what are we doing? Jamie spoke on the first half of this chapter last week, and we're going to continue on that theme of love. Our passage for today will help us to see love a bit clearer. 
John in this letter wasn't writing to a specific church, so it would have been a letter that was sent to lots of churches, and therefore it's key for each and every one of us. This passage in particular holds a lot of encouragement, but it also brings some challenge. John starts this passage with a very assured statement. Verse 13 says, This is how we know that we live in him and he in us. There is no doubt or confusion there. John is stating quite clearly that we can be sure in God. George Bernard Shaw, who um, is an author and a playwright, once gave a talk on the peculiarities of the English language. And one thing that he mentioned is that there are only two words in the English language that start with the sound sh, but do not start with the letters sh. A lady wrote to him and said, "Uh, you're wrong, it's only one word, and that word is sugar. And Bernard Shaw wrote back with three words saying... Are you sure? It is so easy to think that we are sure, that we know the answers, but it can be quite a challenge to be completely sure of something. But John, in this opening sentence, is rallying us to be sure, to know that God lives within us when we believe in him through Jesus. And what is John keen that we are sure of? He has given us of his spirit, as it says at the end of verse 13. As followers of Christ, we can know that we have been given the Holy Spirit to guide us through life. The spirit is sent with love. And the spirit doesn't just come to some Christians, or perhaps some Christians have the spirit more than others. The spirit dwells in each and every one of us who believes in Jesus. When we believe in him, we are given the spirit to live inside of us so that he can guide us, comfort us, and convict us. And how can we be sure of this truth that God dwells in us? Verse 15 tells us that when we acknowledge Jesus as the son of God, as the savior of the world, then we can know that the spirit lives in us. So we can be sure that God lives in us and we in him when we acknowledge Jesus as our Lord and Saviour. Now I'm sure there might be some people here who don't know Jesus yet and I urge you to keep listening because the Father sent the Son so that we might believe in him as our Saviour. In Romans 8, verse 16, it says, The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are the children of God. The Spirit testifies that when we believe in Jesus, we are God's children and we can each know God's love for us. So John is encouraging us that we can know the love of God and be sure that when we believe in Jesus, the Spirit dwells inside of us. The Spirit is sent with love. But verse 16 also comes with a challenge. We know that John is writing with the assurance that we can believe in Jesus. And verse 16 says, And so we know and rely on the love God has for us. There is a certainty there. We know and rely 
on the love God has for us. But do we? That is our challenge. Do we always know and rely on the love God has for us? We can know that when we believe in Christ, we are given the spirit to dwell inside of us. But do we always believe that truth? Do we always rely on that fact? There is a fine line between knowing and relying on. Think of a toddler. A toddler knows that their parent loves them through the things that the parent says to them, the the food the parent gives them, uh, the fact that they take them to meet other toddlers so that they have friends. They know that their parent loves them, but they also rely on them. That toddler wouldn't be able to eat if the parent didn't give them food. But when we think of that toddler when they grow up to be an adult, they still know that their parent loves them, but they don't necessarily rely as much on that love. We can know that we are loved without always relying on that love. But John is challenging us. In some ways, he is setting the bar high for us as Christians. We know and rely on the love God has for us. That is the first challenge of this passage. I often find it much easier to know God's love than to fully rely on it. Relying means believing that God will show up, not only when we ask him to, but always. Relying means accepting that God's way is better than our own way. Relying means knowing that we can do all things through the strength of God and no thing on our own. So let's be challenged today to know and rely on God's love for us. Love given from God to us. In verse 16, it says, God is love. John absolutely loves a sure statement. God is love. John is telling us of God's character. God is love. Of his nature, God is love. We can know that whatever our circumstances, God is love. Through our pain, God is love. Through our joy, God is love. In our desert place, God is love. In our distress, God is love. And the list goes on. This links back to that idea of knowing and relying. I think there are probably three groups of people here today, and all of us will fit into one of the categories. The first are those who don't yet know God's love for them. And John's letter tells us that God is love, and that we can know his love through believing in Jesus. The second group of people are those who know God's love in their heads, but they don't necessarily know his love for them in their hearts. They don't yet rely on God's love for them. And the third group, which I think most people here will fit into, myself included, are those who know God's love in both our heads and our hearts, but we don't always rely on his love for us. We too often rely on our own strength. There'll be an opportunity at the end to pray for all three of those groups, so please do come forward after communion if you'd like prayer.
John was sure of it, and I am too, that God is love. No matter who we are or where we have been, God is love. And he sent Jesus to die and rise again so that we can be forgiven and have a relationship with the Father. Jesus is sent with love for all of us. And when we believe in Jesus, the end of verse 17 says, in this world, we are like Jesus. Sometimes the phrase being Jesus' hands and feet in this world is used. That is what this phrase means. When we believe in Jesus and the Spirit dwells inside of us, we are like Jesus. We are called to follow his will and to be his light in this world. When we live in love, as Jesus did, we are each living, we are each a living sign of God's love to those around us. Jesus was sent with love, love given from God to us for them. But there's another challenge that comes from this. Verse 18 says, There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear, because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. And so the challenge is this Do we live? In fear. I have a very niche fear, and those of you who know me well will probably know this about me. I am afraid of being trapped in small spaces. I'm not afraid of just being in a tight space, I'm afraid of being trapped in small spaces, which means the tube, lifts, and toilet cubicles are just a no go for me. I really struggle. Every time I use a public toilet, I check to see if the lock's stiff. I check to see if there's a gap above or below the door because in my head I can get through a gap this big. I can't really, but all of those things are helping me to feel fine in that situation. But I'm still afraid and I still have fear. I'm sure that most of us here probably don't have the same fear as me because it is quite niche. But I'm also sure that most of us here will fear something. Fear of illness, fear of death, fear of not getting a promotion at work, fear of not having enough money in the bank, fear of our children being bullied at school, fear of what other people might think when we say that we're a Christian. But John is clear in verse 18, there is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear, because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. That is a mighty statement. John, in his absolute way of writing, is completely certain of this. There is no fear in love. When we are in Christ Jesus, there is no fear Perfect love drives out fear. And perfect love is Jesus. Jesus was sent to earth to make a way for us to have a relationship with the Father. Jesus was sent with love so that we could know him. And through Jesus, we can live without fear because fear is to do with punishment. 
as John says in verse 18. And we are not a punished people. We are a forgiven people through the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. It is through Jesus that we can live a fear-free life. We are no longer slaves to fear, but we are children of God. And our challenge is to live a life without fear. It, It again comes back to knowing and relying. We might know that we don't need to fear, but do we rely fully on God's love so that we don't fear? I am certainly not there yet. But through Jesus, we can know the love that God has for us. And that love can free us to live a fear-free life. So will we let the one who was sent in love free us from all fear? Finally, verse 19 says, We love because he first loved us. We love because he first loved us. That is why we love others. That is how we love others, because God loves us. And we are then sent to love other people. We are sent with love. In Matthew 22, Jesus is asked what the greatest commandments are, and he answers, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. Jesus commanded us to love God and to love one another. And we love because he first loved us. John goes on in verse 20. Whoever claims to love God, yet hates a brother or a sister, is a liar. For whoever does not love their brother and sister whom they have seen, cannot love God whom they have not seen. This is an important statement and the final challenge of this passage. Do we love our brothers and our sisters? That's more than just our family. Of course, we should love our family. But it's also our friends. It's our colleagues. It's the person who is homeless outside the tube station. It is even the person in the office who you really, really don't get along with. That is who we are called to love. John says that we are a liar if we don't love our brothers and our sisters, yet say that we do love God. I think this is the hardest challenge of all, but when we know and rely on the love of God, we will be able to live our lives for him. One way that we can show love to those around us is to invite them to one of our many Christmas services, starting this afternoon with carols by candlelight. Invite them and they will hear the message that God is love. The second half of verse 20, paraphrased, says that we can't love the one we can't see if we don't love the ones we do see. So let us know that it is because of God's love for us that we are able to go out and love others. The Father 
sent the Son with love so that we might believe. And in turn, he sent the Spirit with love to dwell within us so that we can be sent with love to those around us. So my variation on that Clark's advert, give love from God to us for them. I'd love to invite the band up now and I'd love to invite everyone to stand. In a moment, we're gonna be taking communion together And this is a chance for us to remember Jesus' death and resurrection so that we can be forgiven. As we take the bread and the wine, let's remember that God is love. If you would like prayer for anything that has been said this morning, particularly around fear and around relying on God, please do come up to take communion and then head to either side where there will be people ready to pray with you. I'm going to pray and then we are going to sing a song um, that declares the truth over us that we are no longer slaves to fear, but we are children of God. So let me pray and we can praise God. Heavenly Father, thank you that you are love. Thank you that you sent your son to die for us. Please forgive us the times we haven't loved our brother or our sister, when we have been fearful and haven't fully relied on you. Please, Lord, help us to know your love in our heads and our hearts and to rely on your love fully so that we might be beacons of your light in this world. In Jesus' name, amen.